day of 2023. You believe how fast that year blew by. Man, it's amazing, isn't it? Before we know it, it'll be Christmas time again. We'll be up here. It's quick. It's only what, let's see now, we are six days past Christmas, so 359 days to go to Christmas. We'll be here before you know it. I'm already in the Christmas spirit. It's only 359 days to go. A lot of you are a little down because Christmas is over. No, it's, it's Christmas season. 359 days. Be right here before you know it. It's great, isn't it? Only 359 days to go. I'm already going to start watching Christmas movies today. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise you, Lord. How many of you ever come to a church service where you're sitting there worshiping and the pastor comes up and tells you it's not nearly good enough? He's worthy. Listen, he's worthy of you being like a child. He's just like a child. Remember, I mean, I don't know if you ever had like a grandparent or an uncle or an aunt or somebody that you just adored, and when you saw him, you just would sprint to him. My grandfather, his name was Jack Crow, and we used to, he didn't, they didn't want it, it was Jack and Helen. That was my grandparents. That's what we called them, Jack and Helen, because they didn't want to be called grandpa or grandma or Nina or Nina or Nina or whatever. They didn't want any of those things because they, they felt they were too young, because they were really young when we were born. My mom got married semi, pretty young, you know, like, in, like 21 or something like that. So by today's standards, young. But my grandparents didn't want to be called grandpa or grandma, so they said, you know, just call us by our first names. So our whole life, Jack and Helen, so we called them. But whenever Jack came around, he was a silver fox, good looking man. And whenever he came around, <laughs> he's a naval aviator, World War II veteran, and whenever he came around, like it was literally like, a, a, like we were going to an amusement park. He was great, man. He'd throw you all around, swim with you, do everything. We'd wake him up every morning for our rides in his bed. We, my sister and I woke him up for all the other lousy cousins were born. It was just the two of us. We'd wake us up. He had these various rides that he did for us up and over the bed, throwing us all over the place. He had names for him. One was called Over the Mountain. We would, whenever we saw him, we, we were, I mean, obviously we were like child, children because we were children. That's how we need to be with God right now. I don't care how old you are. What do you, what do you think you're going to be doing in heaven? In the, in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. In front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a, like a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. What do you think that you're going to be doing? Some of you are so Catholic and you're so solemn. I'm allowed to say that because I was raised Catholic. All right, Lutherans, that make you feel better? Or Presbyterian. You're so stoic, and you understand that's antithetical to faith. That's not Christianity. Christianity is who's the greatest in the kingdom of God, Matthew chapter 8, 18, verse 4. The greatest in the kingdom of God are those who approach him like a child. Like a child. Not, not idiocy. Like a child. Childlike faith. 
Some people mix, mix up those two things, so I always like to make sure they're, they're, they're clear. That's why I talk about weirdness all the time, too. So the Christians are biblical, not weird. Get quiet in here now. Some of the weird people are bothered by it. So along the same vein of the message series that we're in right now, which is still the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force, we're going to talk about instantaneous victory. Instantaneous victory this morning. Forget about your resolutions. They don't work, and I'm going to tell you why they don't work in just a minute, because they're humanistic and they come from your heart, that it's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. You don't, despite what all the songs tell you, Despite what any person tells you, you don't follow your heart. You follow the voice of the Spirit and the Word of God, which always echoes, the voice of the Spirit always echoes the Word of God. He does not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And you have to, you have to balance that out in Christianity too, because Christians will call anything the Holy Ghost. No, I, just, I felt like that was the Holy Ghost. You, you felt like it was the Holy Ghost for you to date an unsaved man. Uh, you know, where I was outreaching. Uh, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible, the Holy Spirit would never contradict 2 Corinthians 6.14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. He would never do that. So how are you listening to the Spirit and contradicting the Word? You're welcome. They got a, like an amen and a bump bump over here and a dump dump over there. That's all I got. A lot of Christians like to make up Christianity as they go and call it the Holy Ghost. It's not the Holy Ghost. The Word of God is the Holy Ghost. There are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one, 1 John 5, 7. Instantaneous victory, not just in 2024, because we still got what, let's see, is it 11 o'clock? We We still got 13 hours left of this year. I'm talking about instantaneous victory right now. Before you leave, those, the, leave through those big uh, brown doors back there, still got white doors in my head from the old building. This year is not over. I'm talking about instantaneous victory in this room right now, not 2024. Right now. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, what do you need victory in? What is it? It may not even be for you. Maybe you're already perfect. Judging from some of the expressions on the faces that I'm looking at right now, there's many that think they are. Looking at me like, I already got this. Well, then maybe it's for somebody else, and you can usher in victory for somebody else instantaneously. You got a sick relative? They need instantaneous victory right now. Stage four this, stage four that. They need instantaneous victory right at this moment. Maybe you can usher it in. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be unto God. Now listen to this. Listen to this verse. Because again, it's often misquoted through obfuscation. It's only, it's only partially quoted. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. I'm going to risk this by letting you answer out loud. How many of you believe that it's great to learn through defeat? Wrong. You're never supposed to be defeated. Jesus died on the cross. Remember I asked you this question last week. Are these things good or evil? Sickness, illness, disease, lack, poverty, they're evil. That's why Jesus eradicated them on the cross. 
So why is it that Christians, Christians, they have songs about it? Beautiful, the mess we are. I can barely listen to Christian radio. I don't listen to it. I have songs that I listen to that I select. Because a lot of it's just absolute steaming piles of bull crap. I learn in the midst of this, and I learn God sent this, and God sent that. God wanted me to go through this, and God wanted me to go through that. It's not true. God wants you to win every time. Period. Period. There may come a trial or a tribulation, and a lot of Christians, they, they enjoy their trials and tribulations. They love to be victims. Like, where do you know this? Because I've been in the church since 1987. A lot of Christians love to be victims. They would rather stay sick because they get sympathy for it. It's now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Always causes us to triumph. Not every now and then. Not once in a while. Not we learn through trials and tribulations. We can learn through them. We can learn through them. But we're, listen, most of them are not supposed to happen. And the ones that do happen are supposed to be quick. People are already clearing out of here this morning. That's the way it is. I'm telling you, a lot of Christians would rather be victims. This, 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 is, what, this is who they are. They're not the Bible. They're their own soulish realm. They operate in the emotional. I want the sympathy. They would rather be sick and get the sympathy than made well. They would rather be depressed than be set free because they get a lot of attention. And they get to excuse themselves and defeat. I can't help it. This is something that runs through our family. They would rather be defeated because they enjoy the consequences of the defeat. And they've never even tasted victory. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Every time. Many people, I'm telling throughout the years, many people, just like the goobers that just left, many people have left this church because I tell them what the Bible says. If the Bible says you are always, yeah, but I have Uncle Sam, you know, Uncle Sam, you know, that's, that's America, so I'll change it. Uncle uh, Bill, I always pick on Bill. Bill's gonna, Bill Fanka's gonna come up to me afterwards. I'll just call it by my name, Uncle Tom. And then they go, then they go the racist route. Let's see now. <laughs> so Uncle John. <laughs> Got a long litany of uncles in, the, in my family. Uncle John, I've had people leave because of this. I have an uncle who was sick. I have an uncle who was depressed, or whatever it may be, and he was never set free, and because of that, that's what I believe. Let God be true, and every man a liar. The sickness was a lie, the depression was a lie, and now you are bearing a lie, and preaching a lie by saying, you know what? That's just the way that he was. That was, that was just, that, you know, it's all part of, being, uh, part of living in a fallen world. It's all part of God's design. 
I mean, think about what it would take, because I can't even put it into words, of why you would ever believe you're supposed to stay sick, or you're supposed to stay infirmed, or you're supposed to stay broke. How, what Bible verses are you standing on? I don't believe God wants to make you well every time. Then why didn't Jesus choose not to heal? If someone came, if you're a Christian, then shouldn't you look to Jesus as your idol? So if it's not idol worship, that's actually, he's our idol. He's what we worship. So if Jesus, if nobody ever came up to Jesus and said, I want to be made well, and Jesus never replied, nah, it's not my will for you. It's not my will for you to make, Christians quote that all the time, it's not my will for it's not, it's not God's will for me to be made well. It's not, it's not God's will for my Uncle John to be made well. Why, how do you know that? Why wouldn't you go for it? Even, even if you died anyway, why wouldn't you go for it? Why wouldn't you try? You know why most people won't try? Proverbs 16, 18, pride. If I fail, people might make fun of me. People might say, you know what, he prayed to be made well and he wasn't. Well, you're dead anyway, so who cares what they think? You're dead anyway. Who cares what they think? Listen, let me, let me give you this. This is just some free psychological counseling for everybody this morning. When you see how dumb people are in the world, all you have to do is, I have about an 11-minute trip from my house to the church if I don't speed. If I speed, I've made it as, I've made it as short as six, six minutes from my house. That's bad, don't do that, bad, bad. Pastor bad, pastor bad, don't do that. Plus I know a lot of cops and you don't, so don't do it. But in that 11 minute drive, six to 11 minute drive, you can tell how dumb the world is. People don't like, Tom, God so loved, I know God loved the world. He also calls us all sheep, which are not smart animals. People say they are, they have different, no, they're not. And listen, you're not smart. Listen, I mean, not you personally. Sheep are not smart. If you actually take sheep, and they're in a watering, watering hole, and that watering hole runs dry, and you cut a path for them to another watering hole, they won't go. They'll go to the old one and die until you actually grab them by the scruff and day after day lead them to the new one. And that's what we're called. You know, it's not such an insult. We can do nothing without him. Now we also have his divine nature, we've been given his brain. So we have the ability to not be dumb. But the only way to not be dumb is to get saved because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So my thing is this, when it comes to whether, whether it's Christians or anybody else, why in the world would you ever follow the world's wisdom when you see how dumb they are and how much they lie? And everybody thinks, and I know I say this all the time, and I'm doing it on purpose, because it's just one vacillating uh, sort of catastrophe after another, one emergency after another, but they're gonna try to bring back their pandemics again. Right now they're blaming everything on heat. They're saying now that all the vaccine side effects are now a new strain of COVID. 
that suddenly, you know, this new strain of COVID attacks, gives you myocarditis. This new strain of COVID gives people heart attacks. Now, I'm not kidding you. Four or five months ago, it was the heat that was giving everybody heart attacks. Yep. Suddenly, people get, go out in heat and get a heart attack. I, mean, I can't believe anybody's alive in Florida. We just got, I mean, we just got past the summer. <laughs> I can't believe, I cannot believe anybody's left alive. Because now that the heat causes heart attacks, you just walk out, I walk out my front door. Oh, you know what, Hope? It's 92 degrees out. I'm about to have a heart attack. <laughs> why would anybody follow people? Why would, you, why would you follow anybody, including pastors and Christians, who put masks on their face? Amen. I mean, think about it. Think about how dumb it is. I, I, I didn't get to it on the podcast last night because I only got to 14 slides out of 60. But anyway, I have it there. You probably, maybe I might do it on, on Tuesday or whatever, but there's a doctor on Twitter and she's putting on, she says, you know what, I, now I consider masks to be a part of my everyday life. Now this is a doctor. There's people in this room that are medical professionals and I hold doctors at high esteem. They're highly educated. Doctors have helped me. Nurses have helped me in my life. I love them. But how are you as an MD? And this woman, I'm guessing, is in her 40s. So she's been a doctor out of med school, out of internship and all of that, probably for 15, 16 years. How do you believe that a mask ever stops a viral infection? They never answer me back. I send them a note. <laughs> doctor. And I always put that in quotes, doctor. Please explain in detail how a mask will stop a viral infection. That's all I wanna know, just explain that to me in detail. And that, because it's impossible, but yet she'll still espouse it. You know why? Because she's dumb. She's a propagandist. In order to be a propagandist, you have to be dumb. People go, you know what, they're smart propagandists. No, you aren't smart if you're a propagandist. You just, you, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You don't have any problem lying, so you're not smart. So why would anybody follow anybody who's not smart? Who's not fearing the Lord? You can tell that I fear the Lord and that you fear the Lord because we don't wear masks. The people, the people who do not fear the Lord live in fear and wear masks. They're gonna bring it back. They're trying it again right now in other countries. They're gonna try. The new strain. He's got some new name for it. Can't remember it right now, but I've got it. Now, thanks be unto my point in all this is, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Why would you ever listen to somebody who tells you the opposite? Why? You're always caused to triumph. Every time you cannot lose, unless you choose to. Well, losing, you know, you get a lot of, you get a lot of lessons in losing. Okay. You know what I do? Is I use the losses of others. What I mean by that is this. Find the right, find the right preachers. I tell you about my faults and failings, right? So you can learn from me instead of doing it yourself. Whether I'm listening to Andrew Womack, Rodney Howard Brown, Jesse Duplantis, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, I listen to their failures so that I don't fail. And they all preach the same thing. They listen to other people's failures so they don't fail. That's what you do. You never have to fail. I didn't say things don't get hard. I've never been in a lawsuit in my life. 20, 25 years of law enforcement. I, 
I was sort of named in one, but it never actually took place. But 25 years, 1992, 2017, I wasn't even in a lawsuit then. Involved in lots of arrests, lots of blood, lots of people getting hit. I was never involved in a lawsuit. Now I'm 55, so for 55 years, I was never in a lawsuit. But now I'm in two. I'm suing two people. I never, I never, thought, I never thought I'd be in that. I never did. But the world is so ridiculous that it forced my hand. I never, and so why would I ever follow this foolish world or Christians who are worldly? You are always caused to triumph. I don't like these lawsuits, but I know I will win. I know I will. Think about how scary it is if you've got a born-again Bible thumper like me, like you, who prays. This, you know what I, this is what I prayed last night. I said, Lord, light a fire underneath them of the stark terror of the Holy Ghost. Not to settle at my victory. Think about it. I pray, and by the way, I pray that just about every day. Lord, for the day. I pray things on daily basis. I pray things on weekly basis. You're prayed for all the time. That's why you're here today. You're prayed for all the time. But and listen, I'm gonna, we're going to get to 1 Kings 18 in a minute. We're going to talk about Elijah. You've got to have, listen, you've got to make proclamational statements. But somebody could hold it against me. I don't care. If I, if for say, it's impossible. But if for say, I lost the lawsuit. And people come up, you lost and you said you're going to win. What, is, what does that even mean? Some goofball is rejoicing at my defeat? What, 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 is, what is that? It doesn't mean anything. Your only chance is to speak things into existence because you've been given the power of creation. That's your shot. If you fail, it's because of unbelief. If I fail, it's because of unbelief. I will proclaim it. And if they come up to me and they say, ha, ah, you failed, I'll say it's my own unbelief. And by the way, cram it up your own caboosey. You're like, Tom, Tom, you need to let go of that stuff. I'll, listen, I'll try if that's what God wants. But right now, <laughs> people want confrontation. They've come to the right place. <laughs> I'm on verse one, on page one of a 16-page sermon, and it's 1125. <laughs> and I haven't even got through verse one. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Why? Why does he cause us to triumph? Why? Why? Because you're you. You're a joint heir. He's obligated by covenant to make you triumph. Jesus never lost, so you can never lose. But I've lost a lot. That was your choice. I tried, Tom. I prayed. I fasted. It's still your choice. You didn't, dis you didn't dispel unbelief. You didn't get into the place. Every, everybody's like I tell you all the time. There's not a person, there's not a woman in this room who cannot, does not have the ability to bench press 200 pounds. And there's not a man in this room that doesn't have the ability to bench press 300 pounds. It's up to whether or not you put the work in. And your only works 
so to speak, in Christianity is to dispel unbelief. That's what obedience is about, is dispelling unbelief. Getting rid of unbelief. And if you don't put the time in, and with the time that you need to bench 300, 200 pounds, you won't be able to. Put it in now, right now. So why does he cause us to triumph every time? For you, listen, never, never, never undersell that. Understand who you are in God's eyes. I mean, you, how many parents in here shout amen? Yeah. Right, now you look at how you look at your child. Times that by infinity is how much God loves you. How, how, how much of an apple of his eye you are. He really, really thinks of you that way. You're like, Tom, you don't preach this enough. I know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm preaching it now. There you go. He looks and esteems you highly because he doesn't wear rose-colored goggles. He, he wears blood-covered goggles. He sees you through the blood in perfection. He sees you as perfect. That's why he says, live up to what you've already attained. So he sees you as perfect and loves you. So never undersell that. He does, he wants you to triumph just for you because he loves you. But why else? And maketh manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Now that's, that's King James, so it needs to be maybe a little translated because not many of us use the word maketh or manifest or savour. So let me translate it. And maketh manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Makes known to everyone Via smell. Our victory makes him known by smell to the world. They actually smell God through us being victorious. Not joining with the world. Not becoming as depressed and broke and infirmed and sick and compliant as the world. We get known to the world if I be lifted up, all men will be drawn unto me, John 12, 32, right? He doesn't want you joining with the world. He wants the world looking up to you. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Well, Tom, that's not really Christ-like. It's because your, your version of Jesus is heresy. Your version of Jesus is heresy. As a Christian, it has nothing to do with race. It's nothing to do with religion. As a believer, you are to come out from among them and be noticed through victory. They'll smell God. Christians try to make God known by compromise. You know, we're just as broken as you are. We're just defeated as you are, but thank God for the blood. It's not the Bible. What are you preaching then? Hell-bound heresy? It's heresy. It's heresy to put on a mask. It's heresy to stand six feet apart. It's heresy to lock down your church. You afraid to amen that now? It's the truth. It's heresy. It's not the Bible. It's not the Bible. It's heresy. Especially if you're fervent about it. And we're just trying to, you know, trying to be a community partner, a good neighbor. So just like the porn shop down the road there, we're keeping everybody six feet apart. 
We're going to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Oh, no, Tom, it's all the same. You know, if you do it by Zoom, it's all the same. No, really? How are you together when you're not together? Oh, that's right. I forgot we're using new Bible demonic verses now. Together alone. Separately together. In order to have instantaneous victory, you have to have two things. Are you ready? Man, it's 11.30 already. Those of you that are hating us, 40 minutes to go, you're done. You can sneak out, nobody will even know. You can. Nobody will even know. Unless I'm still standing up here, because I'm really in that kind of peckish mood today. I'm in a good mood. But I'm like in a not, don't mess with me kind of mood today. I don't know why. Just woke up that way. But you have to have two things if you want to instantaneously win. How, you, you, how many of you yearn for instantaneous victory? Like why? I mean, I want, if I have a headache, I want it gone now. How many of you want that? You want to be the one who walks in the room and melts the tumor. They don't have to know it's you. You just stand over there and go, Gone. Just walk through hotel room, I mean walk through hospitals, hospital rooms down the corridors. Just put your hands out. Healed. 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 You'll end up on the news. This strange figure keeps going through all these hospitals and ending and, and emptying them out. And by the way, I'm not kidding. That's always my expectation. But you have to have two things. Number one, you have to be all in. All in. In this poker sort of world, take all those chips. I mean, you push them in. You got to be all in. I am crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20. A living sacrifice. Romans 12.1. Diligently seeking him. Hebrews 11.6. Search for me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. You have to be all in. Why? Because that makes God move? It doesn't make God move. God has already moved. It just removes the hindrances. It's all that it does. To the 373 people that are watching right now, we love you all. Don't go to any other church. If it doesn't sound like this, doesn't look like this, doesn't preach like this, don't go. I love you. Stick with us. I would never have said that. I'm talking to you guys right now online. Love, all of, love each and every one of you. I would never have said this. Tomorrow will be 46 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. 46 months ago, I never would have said that. I would have said, find yourself a local church. Well, they all, most of them all stink. So stick with us. We love you. This is the way that it has to be. Maybe someday we can open up satellite churches. But I'm just telling you, stick with us. I love you all. Seriously, love you all and thank you for your support. But you have to be all in so that your heart is in the right condition to receive. Nothing to do with, oh, well, God's up there. Oh, he's all in. We can move now. He's already moved. All you've done, when you are all in, you've tilled the soil. The seed's already there. And, number two, you have to be fully convinced. 
you got to be a nut. You got to be crazy. You got to believe, fully convinced. People come up to me, I have this or I have that, and I always answer three words, not for long. Not for long. Have some people not been healed when I've said that? Maybe. And over yet. But I am fully convinced, and I speak it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the? I speak it. Matthew 12, 34. You have to be fully convinced. Mentioned this ver- these verses last week. Here they are again. Romans 4, 20 and 21. He did not waver, Abraham, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was fully convinced, fully convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform. He did not waver. How many of you waver? I have. I've done a lot of wavering. But he did not waver. And now here's some hope for you. Did Abraham waver? Don't answer, it's okay. I don't blame you. I wouldn't answer a thing in this church, ever, not one time. I'd sit there, amen the obvious, and that would be it for me. I don't blame you. Did he waver? Absolutely. Why does it say he didn't? Because in the end, he didn't. He He made a decision. I'm all in. I'm fully convinced. He did waver. His wife goes, hey, you wanna sleep with chicky pie over here? She's about 80 years younger than me. Oh, if that's what I gotta do. That's a big waver. That's a big waver. So he did waver. He did laugh. She laughed. But he came back. And he made a decision, I'm not gonna waver anymore. That's what you do right now. Not in 2024, right now. In these waning hours of 2023, you make a decision, I am not gonna waver. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say wacko things to people like you are healed. God wants you well. God wants you prospered. God wants every bill paid. You say it. I will walk again. I will be completely and totally healthy. My youth is going to be restored. Where do you get that from? Just Psalm 103, 1 through 5. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with glory and with, with loving kindness. I'll take it. Restores my youth like an eagle. Well, no, that's just not what the American Medical Association, I don't care what they say. They're dumb people. They think masks stop a virus. And what's worse is they all know it doesn't and propagate it anyway. That's worse. That makes you even dumber than believing that masks does stop a virus. I will take the renewal of my youth like an eagle. A lot of you need to be praying that right now. You're, you're letting life slip away from you. Because you believe what the world tells you. And you're not to conform to the pattern of the world. Pattern of this world in the United States of America is a 77-year lifespan. Keeps going down by a year every year. 
79 two years ago, now it's 77. This great, you'll eat this and, and don't eat that and eat this and don't, oh, that's working out really well for everybody, isn't it? Here, eat a bunch of kelp. Okay, you're not a manatee. You're a human being. We don't live on kelp. As Paul was told, kill and eat. I mean, as Paul, as Peter was told, kill and eat. Well, get some, let me get some more seaweed up here. Oh man, yeah, that's great. I'm just drying that up and drinking the powder. Makes me go poop more often. Well, is that really what you're supposed to do? You're really supposed to go poop that often? Maybe you should poop less. I don't know. Average lifespan keeps going down. See all these commercials? Mix this in with this and mix. I mean, I'm like, what? Why don't you just go get yourself a giant ribeye? Yeah. I've been around. I've been around all the like these you know quote unquote healthy people. They're always sick. And so they enjoy it. They're, I'm battling this off. You know, okay, this is what I take when I'm sick. This is what I take when I'm healthy. Why are you ever sick? And see, I've been sick, but I'm fully convinced. Just like Abraham, I wavered. You're like, Tom, you call that a waver? You were sick. I mean, you, you, it's not your fault. Yeah, it was. It was my fault. What kind of church is this? Listen, I'm stealing this from Andrew Walmack. Andrew Walmack, he's, he's saying a message. Are you, are you are all, Andrew actually telling us that it's our fault that we're sick? And he goes, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Everything that you bind is bound. You are always caused to triumph. Amen. If it didn't work, listen, I'm not telling you you're sinning because you're sick. I'm telling anything that I've ever, you can ask anybody who knows me well, I will always say what it is. Daggum unbelief. I usually put my Christian cuss word in there, freaking unbelief. Or really bad, stupid freaking unbelief. Not woe is me. And it's not a life lesson. Oh, thank God. I have the flu again. God's going to teach me more. People get up and leave the church from you say things like that. Because that's what they believe. They believe that God uses the curse. Just like the modern left likes to protect democracy using totalitarianism. So God's going to teach you a lesson with that which he delivered you from. Would you do that to your child? Then how dare you say that about Yahweh? Well, I'm going to teach my kids something. Hey, you know, I've got, you know, I got the flu right now. <laughs> hey, honey, lick that. I'm going to teach you something. Lick it. Lick it and stick it. Come on. I'm going to teach you someday. We're going to bring some humility in your life. If you wouldn't do it, then why would you think God would do it? Because you're, you, oh, you, you're more of a lover than God. I just love so much more. You love more than Yahweh. You wouldn't send your son to die on a cross, but you love more than Yahweh. Abraham was fully convinced. Noah was fully convinced. He got there building, up, building, building an ark in front of everybody. Out there just building that thing. People are like, what are you doing? You keep, wait a minute, you, you keep your church open in the midst of this pandemic? 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. First of all, it's not a pandemic. Even if it was a pandemic, church still open. Josiah was fully convinced that's why he was the greatest king ever. For, during, and after. Number one, why? Because he tore it all down. He's all in. All in. There was no, he was, there was no worshiping of sacred monuments. Well, I don't do that, Tom. I'm not an idol worshiper. Yeah, you are. If you, if you kowtow to the world, you are. Because you're afraid of societal consequences. World tells me to do this, I do it. Because if I don't, it's going to be hell to pay. Tell them to take that hell. Spin it sideways. And ram it up their own caboose. That's what you do. With prejudice. Caboose. Prejudice. Up there. Josiah was fully in. Every high place came down. People hated him for it. Oh, well. Every high place. Paul was fully convinced and all in. All in. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, that I may finish my race with joy in the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of grace. Acts 20, 24. None of these things move me. What was he talking about? Trials, tribulations, shipwrecks, stonings. None of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, that I may finish my race with joy in the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. None of these things move me. How many of you are moved? I have been. Get moved off of the mark. Because you're afraid of the consequences. You have to be all in. You want instantaneous victory? It's now. I'm not talking about word policing everybody else, by the way, either. Please don't do that. Don't be the word Gestapo. That's their business. If they ask, tell them. Don't go, don't say that! Don't, don't, that's not your job. People say, listen, I preach all this, and people will say the opposite to me out there. I can't tell you how many people, probably in this room, but I don't know, have come up to me and said, well, you know, I'm just getting old. Now, most of the time, I do say something. But there's times I just let it go. They're not asking. Yeah, I mean, I've just, you know, I've had this bum hip. It's just, you know, part of my life. I have this bum arm, whatever. Bum brain. They say the exact opposite of the word of God, and they've sat in this church for five, six, seven, ten years. Like, what are you listening to? It certainly isn't me. You going on to the, you watching our churches online? Those, those of you who don't know what our church is, association-related churches. Tom, you shouldn't speak out. I'm not speaking against any pastor. I'm just telling you, that's, you know, these are the, this is the, you know, summer playlist, Christmas at the movies. Every one of them shut down. Every one of them masked. Weak churches that, that are actually fraudulent. As they put out on their websites and in their declarations of faith, they come across as staunch Pentecostals. Staunch men and women of faith, and they're not. They don't preach repentance. They don't preach hell. They don't preach faith. They don't preach healing. They don't preach victory. 
It's just sort of this amalgam of lukewarm crap. That many people, the people you got, saw got up and leave today. That's, that's what they thought this was. Because we all kind of look the same while we're worshiping. And then the Bible comes out. They don't know what the Bible is. They have no idea what it is. So they're like, whoops, whoops. That's, that's works-based. That's not grace. For the grace of God that brings salvation has nothing to do, out of Titus 2, 11 and 12, for the grace of God that brings salvation. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Never heard that before in their lives. They think the grace of God is a license for immorality, Jude 3 and 4. I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign and Lord. Lord. Jude 3 and 4. That comes right in, that's right in line with 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen and 15. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. Don't go to those churches. Don't watch them. Watch, watch the, just watch the correct people. You'll know. You'll know. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. Don't be wicked. You're being wicked by listening. Well, this makes me feel good. It's tickling you. Tickling you straight to hell. You'll be laughing while they got you underneath your armpits tickling you on your way straight to hell. You have to be all in. And you have to be fully convinced I mean, this is radical stuff for many of you in this room. All in. People will hate you because of it. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth unto the end shall be saved. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew 5.11 and 5.12. One before was Matthew 10, 22, if you're writing these down. It will cost you to be all in. People don't like it. If I took things down 10, 15%, every, every chair in this church would be full right now. If I took it down, I'm not taking anything down. For the word of God is quick. It's powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even through the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of the joints and marrows. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents. Of the you don't preach that way, it's not a church. It's an Elks Lodge. It's radical. God wants you well. God wants you wealthy. God wants you to live 120 years in full capacity. A lot of you have given up on 120 because you've seen yourself get old. It's because of your unbelief. Reverse it. Renew your youth like an eagle. Let them do it. Well, I'd just rather go home. All right, well, that, there's the seed you planted. See you in heaven. 
And when you get there, you're going to regret it because there's no other opportunity on the rock. This is it. Well, who are you going to win up there? Are you going to go and try to evangelize Paul? Are you going to set up and go up there and set up the John Smith Evangelistic Association in heaven? You ought to be trying to stay here and win the lost. Give sight to the blind, raise the dead. Well, I don't really, why do you not believe those things? I don't care whether it's resurrection, miracles. Why do you not believe in any of them? Why? Tell me why. Give me a Bible verse. If you don't have a Bible verse, then it's heresy. You're living in heresy. Well, my, my, my experience, your experience does not trump the word of God. Doesn't mean that experience isn't true. It's just a lie in comparison to the Bible. Let's go to Elijah. Elijah was fully convinced. Can't believe this is as far as I'm getting today. Gosh, dog. First Kings 18, 17 through 40. Let me just make this clear because we're being viewed online right now by 380 people or something or more. Who knows? Because that's just what they tell us. I, I have, I have 30,000 via church and uh, my personal Facebook page. I have 30,000 followers and, they, and they'll say that I have 14 people watching. Rodney Howard Brown has tens of thousands of followers himself. And when I first started watching the River Church on Sunday mornings, there would be thousands on YouTube and just under a thousand on Facebook. On his page, on his page, there's two pages: the River, the River's page, and on his page. I'd be watching on his page. There'd be 948 people watching, and now there are 78. He's gone down. The church has doubled in size, and his viewership has gone down. Because they're a bunch of liars. Aaron just sent it to me. 383 people, 383 people watching. There we go. 17. All we need is 18 more. We break the record. Our record's 401. 18 more. Like and share, like and share. They won't let you, but try it anyway. <clears throat> I haven't been able to friend anybody on Facebook for 46 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. They won't let me. You're like, Tom, that's, that's hyperbole. It's not. I cannot friend anybody. For over three years, I've not been able to friend anybody on Facebook. They, I can't. We used to try. Why is nobody, oh, it doesn't work at all. Weird, isn't it? That's why, they, can't wait to be on CBDC currency. Central Bank Digital Currency, that'd be great, wouldn't it? They can shut off your Facebook page. They can never shut down your currency, could they? They can shut down your, they can shut down your Facebook page. You can shut down your currency. If it's all just lives on here, bloop, bloop. Well, you know what? I didn't like the way you voted. I see you bought a Winchester. Delete! That's why you better be like Elijah. You gotta be all in and fully convinced. And I'm not talking, this is what I was gonna say five minutes ago. I'm not talking about violence, so everybody knows, because Elijah ends up hacking people in pieces. I'm not talking about that. Spiritually, I am. Spiritual warfare, yeah. Then it happened, we're, uh, 1 Kings 18, 17 through 40. Then it happened when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, king of Israel, is that you, O troubler of Israel? It's just like when Samuel was commanded to go, I can't remember, it's 1 Samuel, something, I can't remember the verse. 
He was commanded to go to Bethlehem. They trembled, the elders of the town trembled at his coming. And they went and met him and they said, do you come peaceably? When Christians think that their job is to meld with society, to blend in and come in peace, when the most powerful men did not. Just so everybody knows, it's gonna shock you, I don't blend in anywhere. I'm either loved or hated. And I'm fine with it. I'm talking about the people who know me. Now, people in the neighborhood I just wave at, they don't know me. But if they come up and they start asking me my opinions on things, they'll either love me or they'll hate me. I stand out. I'm not, ta- I'm not try- trying to preach I, I, I. I'm just telling you that I live what I preach. Amen. I have to be told at, by, at times by my family, you need to tone it down. There's times where I need to put up with more than I put up with. So for those of you who've seen me fail, people, in, stop laughing, Heather. There's videos and whatever, of me being in verbal altercations, bordering on physical. That I need, do need to tone it down a little bit. But I do, listen, I'm not gonna stand there while the devil is glorified. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand there while somebody lies and propagates and nod my head. Ooh, okay, I'll put my mask on. Ooh, ooh. Pet the rabbit, George. <laughs> I put my mask on. What the? I'm not gonna stand there. I'm gonna stand out. Like I told you before, sitting in the emergency room in Inglewood waiting to visit a friend in the hospital. It's a million people in there, not one of them for COVID. This is back in 2021. Not one for COVID, but they're all jam-packed full. Everybody masked from eyeball to the bottom of their double chin. I've got a double chin, that's why I keep this beard, it hides it. I'm not kidding you. I stood there, and I, I didn't really pay attention. I mean, not only, did I, not only did I sit there, I'm bigger than average, so I stand out anyway, but I just sat there with a maligning look on my face. Like basically, I hate what's happening in this room. I sat there like this. And how stupid my fellow human beings are. You're created in the image of God and you've chosen to be stupid. Tom, you can't say, listen, stupid, stupid. Like I told you last week, unleash it in your home. If you have stupid stuff going on in your house, call it stupid. That's stupid. My wife will tell me, Tom, stop it. I don't listen, but she says it. (laughs) Is that you, O troubler of Israel, Ahab, says to Elijah, verse 18. And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the mask wearers, the vax whores. You have followed the bells. 
Why would you ever take any advice from somebody who slaughters the unborn? I don't care what advice it is, whether it's uh, economy advice, medical advice, health advice, whatever it may be. Why would you ever follow people who don't know that killing a child is killing a child? All the church did, though. Everybody in church did. And they will again because they haven't repented. Tom, that's awfully negative. I'll stop being negative when they repent. Uh, you've heard me name, you've heard, now there's many other churches that are smaller that did not comply. Most of them in Rodney Howard Brown's orbit in the United States, almost exclusively. Just so you know, that's the truth. Uh, Tom, you're saying that because you love Rodney. I do love Rodney, but it's the truth. I, I, I follow this stuff daily, hours, every day. I know who complied and who didn't. They're gonna comply again. Even the ones who mock their compliance now will comply again because they've never come out and said they were wrong. Never. There's people who stood and there's people that didn't. Archer Pulaski stood, he never bowed. Not one time. Rodney Howard Brown stood, he never bowed. Jonathan stood, Jonathan Shuttlesworth never, never bowed. Greg Locke never bowed. This, oh, Tom, does that mean you agree with every last thing, every one of these men? No, I don't agree with every last. I don't even know who Tony Spell is in Louisiana. He never bowed, got arrested numerous times for keeping his church open. All those that complied? See, this isn't politics. This is about the book of Revelation. They'll comply again. You know, we need you to see it's, uh, it's a lot of CO2 emanating from your church building. So we have decided, because you're on the smart grid, that you know what? We're gonna allow you to keep your church open every day but Sunday. Just like we allowed Lowe's to be open, Home Depot to be open, but not your church. And they'll have control of it. That's the point of all of this, is to not allow them to leverage you into control. What does that mean, leverage you into control? To make it almost impossible to not comply. Leverage. Most Christians will take the mark of the beast when they tell you that you can't get into Walmart without it. And say you, we're not most. We are not most. You know that if you come to this church. You, listen, again, I give you license. You call me your friend, you call me your pastor. I give you license to go to other churches and you will see how different this is. Most of them, it's an attribute to come up and, you know, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Hyper Grace Fellowship International. <laughs> Turn around and tell everybody, sing it with me. I'm okay and you're okay and kumbaya. Let's all sing this right now together. God's not mad at you. What about hell? God's not mad at you. What about everybody burning in hell right now? Oh, no. Let's just all live in sweet denial. Now, therefore, verse 19, send and gather all of Israel to me. Is he all in? I mean, listen, you want to talk about putting it all on black. Take your whole retirement. I'm driving to Vegas. I'm putting it on black. Or if that's racist, I'm going to put it on white. Or if that's racist, I'm going to put it on red. By the way, I don't care about all the racist stuff. I just like making fun of all the racist stuff. 
send and gather, he tells the king of Israel, send and gather all Israel to me at Mount Carmel and 450 prophets of Baal. Bring all the priests, bring all the Fauci's. Bring all the Fauci's, bring all the Collins, bring all the Rochelle Walensky's, bring Jerome Powell, bring them all, bring all the prophets of Baal. Bring all the Bill Gates, bring Klaus Schwab, bring them all. We're gonna have event 202. Some of you don't get that, you need to go on. I would never normally tell you to look this up because I hate YouTube, but go to YouTube and you'll figure it out. And the 400 prophets of Ezra who eat at Jezebel's table. Jezebel, the murderer of humans. And all the Christians follow murderers of humans. Gosh, dog, 1202. I'm gonna try to be done in uh, somewhere between eight and 13 minutes. Somewhere in there. I'm not making any promises, but I'm gonna try. Verse 20. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel. And you are putting it all on the line. All in, fully convinced. Big crowd. Big crowd coming. And gathered the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you, how long will you falter between two opinions? When a situation occurs in your life, or there is a situation right now, why are you faltering between two opinions? If you have a lousy marriage, it is because of one of two things. It's in Ephesians chapter 5, 22 and 25. It's either a wife not submitting to her husband or a husband not loving his wife like Christ loved the church. Amen. That's it. Amen. That's it. That's it. That's it. Why are you faltering between two opinions? Well, it's because we don't communicate. It's not an opinion. Why are you that's, that's, that's Dr. Phil. That's Oprah. That's not the Bible. Those are the prophets of Baal. Why would you listen to that? And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? No man can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or else you will hold to the one and despise the other. Most Christians are trying to love two opinions. They're trying to love two masters, trying to serve two masters. The master of their own carnality, their opinions, their experiences, simultaneously trying to follow the word of God. No, you will hate one or the other. That's why the love of most will go cold. They choose to hate God. All the while still going to church. And all they do, you can stay in church. All you gotta do is change, change the doctrine. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. What they do in the modern church is just put everything under the name. Jesus. Like Taylor Swift says. The Jesus that I follow is fine with homosexuality and transgenderism. Because Jesus embraces all people. That's just putting things under the name in making the name heresy. That's all it is. And it's all so loving because you get to act like you're virtuous. 
That's the whole purpose of everything now. Not actually, I, I, I confronted a woman on Twitter yesterday. I like to get into a good Twitter argument every three months. Every quarter, just to keep my, my skills sharp. It's like training, like Rocky. And we were going back and forth about all sorts of things, but the border came up, and I said, well, I assume then you're taking illegals into your home. And so she says back, well, my church is sponsored. I said, I said, no, 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 not your church, you. I assume you, and that was the end of our debate. I said, but no, I said, actually, and then she said, my church is sponsoring eight families right now, but I don't have anybody right now. I said, oh, really? Right now, so I'm assuming you have taken them in in the past. No response. What do you mean right now? I said, no, what you're getting to do is you get to act virtuous while spending my money. $34 trillion in debt? We're gonna just keep paying for more and more welfare? Well, it's not welfare, Tom. It's farewell. It's not CRT, it's TRC. That's what they do. It's called the Potomac Two-Step. Everybody wants, they get, you get to be Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, I'm a Christian, and I embrace sodomy. I, I embrace homosexuality because that's what Jesus, that's not what Jesus said at all. Galatians 5, 19 through 21, Jesus is the word, so Jesus said it. Paul wrote it, but Jesus said it. Homosexual will not inherit the kingdom of God. Said the same thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Same thing in Revelation 21, 8. Sorry, Taylor. What you're actually preaching is hate in the name of personal virtue. How much, how much longer will you falter between two opinions? When a situation presents itself, what does the Bible say? Here comes COVID 2.0. What, what the Bible says? I don't care. Get away from me. For those of you that I just want to, I just want to cross this bridge. For those of you that think that I'm flashing demonic, masonic, or whatever stupid symbols they are when I put my fingers together and do all these things, pull your head out of your rectum. I mean, listen, I've got some medical professionals. Natalie's sitting here in the front row. She probably can help you extract your giant cranium out of your rectum. What made this Masonic? What made this Satanic? People did. The middle finger really means nothing. People made it mean something. Do you realize this? Talk to people who travel the world. Like, why am I talking about this? I'm on Elijah. Talk to people who have traveled the world. I just like to deal with Christian idiocy. Do you realize that when you're preaching up there that you're flashing Satanic signs? Uh, no. Talk to people who travel little like Rodney R. Brown. There's places where this means F you. So they're saying, hey, do you need help? No, I'm all good. <laughs> hey, double thumbs up. We're all good. <laughs> they dealt with that. People had to come up and tell Pastor Rodney and Anonica, just so you know, the thumbs up is actually F.U. in this country. I do thumbs up all the time. It's, uh, 
When I was in law enforcement, I drove up to a broken down vehicle. My thing was, you okay? <laughs> if it was from that country, that cop just came up and told me to F you. <laughs> I broke down the side of the road. Life was bad enough. The cop drives up and F you's me. <laughs> or in Foundation Church vernacular, Fuad. For those of you who don't remember. I got Fuad. They're spelling champions. Hope Lipley and Heather Dexter. Spelling champions is spell feud, Fuad. And nobody noticed until the night of. You're welcome. Well, where the heck was I on this thing? Ah, try to finish here in five minutes. How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, basically saying this, I'm adding is God, but if Baal is God, follow him. But the people answered him, not a word. Don't let that be you. Say, I'm all in now. I'm fully convinced now. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left. 395 people watching. Six to go and we break the record. Like and share, like and share, like and share. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord. Rough. In the modern church is, if you're part of the crowd, you're right. If you're alone, you're wrong. They're preaching heresy. Look at how the world loves us. Look at, look at, you know, the homosexual community just loves us. The COVID community, they just love us because we're so just so compliant. We love to bend over and grab our ankles for anything and everybody. We love it. We love to bend over. We love it. Look how compliant we are. Elijah said, I'm alone. Though none may, none may follow, I will. Though all may leave, I will follow. Amen. You better have that stance or you're never gonna operate in the instant. You gotta be all in. Therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves. Cut it in pieces, lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood and put no fire under it. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. It's all on the line. Well, that was Elijah. He has an inferior covenant to what you have. Then you call on the name of your gods, and I'll, look, and I'll call on the name of my God, of the Lord. And God, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. Answers by what? By fire. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? What kind of church you go to? You go to one of those whack-a-mole churches? A little soft little thing? That's what they all call themselves, whack-a-mole assembly. <laughs> so all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Putting it on the line, isn't he? You got 
four to eight hundred prophets sitting there of Baal and the entire nation of Israel staring at you and you're saying, you know what? We'll see who's God. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourselves and pray it first. Verse 25. For you are many and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bull, which was given them, and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal from morning even till noon, saying, oh, Baal, hear us. Create another vaccine. But there was no voice. No one answered. Then they leaped about the altar, which they, which they had made. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, he sets the table before you in the presence of your enemies. So Tom, are you saying that we should mock them? Absolutely. I'm not telling you to be rude. I'm not telling you to go up to people in stores and mock them for wearing their ridiculous mask or whatever it is, and they're wearing a vaccine necklace. Although I will admit <laughs> that it would be hard for me to keep my mouth shut. I'm just telling you, in your demeanor, and how you live and what you preach, and if you are asked, mockery is allowed. They did it. Jesus did it. Elijah did it. And he mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is God, for he is a God, small g. Either he is meditating, or he is busy, or he is on a journey, or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they cried aloud and cut themselves, as was their custom, with knives and lances until the blood gushed out of them. I mean, a lot of us, we think this is like old school, Old Testament. This is what the world does. This is what the world does. Give me another, give me, you know, we're on vax number seven now for 99.9% .9 survival virus. Post-infection. Give me a seventh one. I'm just going to keep on filling myself. Come on. I'll show my dedication. Show my dedication. And when midday was passed, they prophesied until the time of offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice, no one answered, no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. We just broke the record, 404, love you all. Bless you, bless you. Love all of you online. You see, all of this COVID stuff has nothing to do with the disease, it has to do with the agenda. It's all about leveraging you into putting a mark on you that enables you to access all the economy has to offer. That's why I'm preaching it. I'm trying to wake up a sleeping church. You may think that I'm against you. I am the one who is for you. The one who will put the paddles on you. Where are my medical professionals in here? Where are my ambulance drivers? Where, yeah, where are my paramedics? You think they hate you when they shock you back to life? It ain't comfortable. You think your body goes, ooh. Give me one more then, bad boy. That's good. Where was I? Oh. Then a lot. Where was I at? Cutting themselves, let me come here. Oh, there we go. Blood gushed out right there. Got it. Verse 28. 29. And when midday was passed, they prophesied, we're going to finish. When I close, we're going to finish quick today. Everybody good? So relax. We're going to finish quick. 
And when midday was passed, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. All in, fully convinced. So all the people came near to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. All the bell stuff was perfect. It's like all the modern church. Man, those are perfect churches. They don't preach the gospel. They're preaching bail, but man, they look good. But the good churches are broken down because they don't believe in prosperity. And Elijah took 12 stones, and according to the number of tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the, with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two seas of seed. And he, put the, and he put the wood in order, cut the bull in pieces, and laid it on the wood and said, fill four water pots with water and, pull it, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice. And not only on the bull, so it can't burn without the miraculous, pour it on the wood too. All in, fully convinced. Then he said, do it a second time. <laughs> and they did it a second time. And he said, do it a third time. Did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar, and he, and he also filled the trench with water. It's on the wood, three times. It's on the bowl, three times. And the moat around it is full of water. How many of you like the light fires in your backyard? You know it's you. You have to live at my, all my neighbors like the light fires. You're going to start that with a moat of water and drenched wood? And it came to pass at, at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Let God of Abraham... Isaac and Jacob, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. At your what? Word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. You think I'm your enemy? I'm not. I'm the paddles. I'm your friend. You're watching, and I've maligned you this morning. Believe me, my motives are pure. My tactics may not be, but my motives are pure. Amen. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. Fire burning rocks. And it licked up the water. It's like Gene Simmons. Licking up the water. Those of you that know anything about the 70s. That was in the trench. Licked up the water. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is our God. Making manifest the savour of his knowledge by you in every place. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God, they said twice. And Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So he seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and executed them there. I had to leave it in there. <laughs> but if you, in your own life, spiritually speaking, 
There's the, there's, spiritually speaking, on the camera. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, you got every part of your old life, you got to be all in and fully convinced. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritants in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. All the harassment, Numbers 33:55. all the harassment in my life right now is the seeds that I sowed in my teens, 20s, 30s, and 40s that are harassing me right now, and I'm driving them out. Amen? Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Worship team, make your way. Don't worry about the music. We'll do it in silence until everybody gets here. Aaron, when you get here, just start playing wherever you are. Hello, Norma. Welcome to the stage. <laughs> You're like, Tom, this is like an ominous moment. It's not ominous. It's about being born again. It's about getting your life right with God. We don't need ominous music. We don't, it's, it's just, it, we don't need an ominous setting. This is joy. If you want to get your life right with God, every head bowed, every eye closed, you want to get your life right with God this morning, told you I was going to keep it quick, stretch your hand proudly into the air. If you want to get your life right with God, stretch your hand proudly into the air. Got you. Tons of hands. I'm talking tons. You can put them down. Those of you that raised your hands, I'm going to ask you to do something in these waning moments. I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to be noticed. I'm not going to bring you forward or back into a back room. I'm not doing any of that. You've already raised your hands. You've acknowledged I need to get my life right with God, which means there's sin in your life and you're ready to get it out. We're gonna pray this prayer. If you've never been saved before, you're getting saved. If you've been saved before, you're recommitting your life. Pray this prayer out loud with the entire church. Pray it directly to the almighty God of Israel and you are saved or you are recommitting. Your life is back on the right path. Everybody pray this prayer out loud. Lord Jesus. I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' name. Church shouts, amen, simple as that, amen? Amen, praise you Lord. Stand up and receive this prayer as we close. Receive it. Every hand in the air. Now, if you're not comfortable raising your hands, raise them anyway. Every hand in the air. Receive this prayer from your friend, from your pastor, whatever you call me. Lord, for all of 2024, from the remaining 11 and a half hours of 2023, and for all of 2024, I release victory on each and every person in this room and everybody watching online. In Jesus' name, church shouts. Amen, love you all.